What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Standing Room Only Podcast. I am Goose, as always. We have Healy, co-host here, partner in crime. Got another uh, special episode for you guys. We are going into week four of the NFL, wild week three. We got the MLB playoffs starting to toast up. Final weekend, final push. A little bit of NBA news, not a whole lot. Uh, make sure you are following our social media account. We are SR Only Pod. We are on Instagram, Twitter. Soon we will be on other platforms as well. Stay tuned for that. Make sure you are hitting that download button. We're on YouTube as well. You can find my personal account. I'm iGoose with four O's. I am on Instagram. I am on Twitter as well. You can find Healy. You can find me at the Healy Six on Twitter and Instagram as well. Final three games of MLB season coming up. Just like that, it's done. That's it. That's it. Baseball is one of those where you can't wait until October, but then once October comes, you're like, ah. Oh. And then the season's done. You're just like, ah, oh, I want it back. Yep. And like one of the most underrated parts of baseball, I get you don't want to watch every game. I get like there's too much sometimes, but for someone like me, it's nice to just put on a game during the day it's on during the day most of the time it's on at yep. night time you can always have a game on and now i'm not going to be able to just put on a game true but at least at least after sunday we are going to get intense october baseball i yes. love it i love it Obviously, as a Sox fan, I get to see them at least play a full series. We'll see what ends up happening. But as you mentioned, this is the final weekend. And we already know the NL is pretty much set for the wild card uh, and divisions, depending on what Atlanta does. Uh, and then the AL is, I think, the most intense right now. Yeah, the Cardinals won 17 games in a row. 17. That, that stretch... That stretch alone single-handedly made them a playoff team and oh, just ruled be and ruled everyone. A, or, or Philadelphia. Philadelphia, yeah. But the Cardinals came out of nowhere. I don't think they were like a good enough team to even like make the playoffs compared to these other teams, but they got hot at the right time, which is what you need to make the postseason and to win the World Series. Like, they might be the worst put-together team in the playoffs in the National League. Wouldn't want to face them right now, though. Like, the Dodgers are potentially going to play them in the wild card game. I might not bet the Dodgers. I might bet the Cardinals. <laughs> so that's well, how hot they've been. might have to make been. a little wager on this. Um, St. Louis, I, why, I, there's something. Their, their franchise is blessed. I mean, m midway through the season, we're like, there's no chance. Even when the Cubs were good, St. Louis was kind of floating there. Cincinnati got hot. They they were pretty consistent year-round. Obviously, Milwaukee uh, taking the division. I did not see St. Louis doing what they did. To be honest, I didn't see San Diego dropping the way they did. No. Philadelphia, Philadelphia ended up being pretty damn good. Bryce Harper, potential for NL MVP. He's a front-runner at the moment. He's Yeah, had... Hell of a year. I'm actually happy for Bryce Harper because he's one of those guys. You saw him go to Philly. He gets the huge contract, and he's like, he's good, but he's not doing the Bryce Harper thing. And finally give him a couple of years, and now he 
almost led them to the playoffs, and technically they're not out of it yet. They still could take the East as long as Atlanta loses out, Philadelphia wins out. Don't think it's going to happen. There's a lot to go into it. Atlanta has to lose five in a row, including tonight's game against Philadelphia. Philadelphia has to win the, the remaining three games after tonight. Not, not ideal for Philly, but Bryce Harper, he was also doing well the past couple of years. And it's just people pick the, the most random things like batting average and whatnot. And since he was so good, he wasn't putting up his Bryce Harper, like super sick numbers, mm-hmm. but he was still a really good all-star above yeah. average player. Oh yeah, absolutely. He was him never and, bad. Him and Soto are like the top two MVP guys. I didn't think there was going to be a guy that would compete with Fernando Tatis for the MVP. He had like, 30 home runs at the all-star break. It felt like he kind of cooled off. He got hurt a little bit. Yeah. But him and the, the Padres in general just fell off a cliff. Padres are going to finish below 500. I, with how they started, I would not have expected that with how they finished last season and with the addition of other players and, I mean, obviously the injuries and missed games by Fernando Tatis was big. I know that there is some, maybe some drama, maybe not between him and Machado a couple weeks back. I don't think it was anything serious, but they definitely have a lot to take into consideration. And they're, they're one of those franchises where you're like, how were they able to sign all these guys? How were they able to have the talent that they have? And it just goes to show baseball is a team sport it literally is a team sport just like a lot of other sports you can have the highest payroll second highest top five and it doesn't matter look at the Rays, who had the lowest and they ended up going to the world series uh, look at the giants or the giants that if you don't really watch baseball you could probably name nobody on the giants if you watch a little bit of baseball and you know like say for instance your home team and your home team only you probably couldn't name anybody on the giants unless you I mean, a lot of the guys have been on the Giants for a while. So, you know, like Brandon Belt, Buster Posey, a few of those guys. The fact that they're doing what they're doing is very impressive. Over 100 wins, probably taking the division from the Dodgers. I think they just have to win one game. And that says a lot. They're up one game going into the weekend. Who are they playing this weekend? It looks like they're going to be playing the Arizona Diamondbacks. Arizona and LA is playing... I don't know who LA is playing. The oh Milwaukee Brewers. Oh yeah, uh, the Brew Crew. That'd be a, a little interesting series. Kershaw should be on the mound. I think he's pitching tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Brewers might rest their guys. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Since they already clinched. But then on the contrary, you have the the AL, and you know obviously the Sox clinched their division. The Central ended up being a little bit easier than expected um you have in the east the rays they clinched they are could have end up with 100 wins um and then you have in the al west you have houston you have houston which technically didn't clinch but more than likely will clinch yeah yeah they haven't technically clinched their division yet but they they just have to win one 
Um, but it's the wild card. It's the wild card that's nuts because you just had a crazy Yankees and Boston series where the Yankees, I think, didn't they sweep Boston? Yep, they did. And they pull, they pull ahead um, Boston right now, and the Yankees are one game apart. Um, they both right now do have the wild card seed, but you have Seattle, who's a half game behind Boston. You have Toronto, who's a game behind Boston. And with that being said, you have Seattle playing the Angels, which should be hopefully an easy series for them. You have uh, Boston, who's going to be playing the Nationals, which obviously the Nationals are a surprise team here and there. So they should be okay. But then you have the Yankees facing the Rays. The Yankees have the toughest opponent technically out of the bunch. Um, And we also cannot forget about the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are going to be playing Baltimore, who probably might be the easiest of them all to, you know, Toronto being a game out. Anything's possible with the AL. You will see playoff baseball, the intensity of these must wins in four different series, three different, three or four different series now. Cause even Boston, even though they're a game up, they still have to win. Mm-hmm. The AL is one to be on the lookout for. And even then the teams that make it, I don't want to say they have an advantage, but that momentum is going to help a lot going into that wild card game. Right now, Boston at, at recording, Boston's losing three to one. If they lose, Seattle will be tied with them. And Toronto, if they win tonight, will be tied with them as well. And the wow. Yankees would be one game up of ev- or uh yeah, of everyone. So th- I want Toronto to win. It's three th- or it's one one right now in the fifth inning. Yankees, Blue Jays. I want the Blue Jays to win so this weekend everything could change. You have to win at least two out of three. Probably need to win three out of three. I like Toronto. I love their young, talented bats. The pitching's pretty good, but I mean, we saw Toronto mm-hmm. play, which was pretty cool. Um, I only went to two games this year compared to your 16, which you just <laughs> went to this past weekend. And yesterday and everybody else. Oh yeah. And yesterday it would be to me. It doesn't really matter who, I mean, the Mariners are a very fun team to watch. Surprisingly. Um, I I don't know. I think as a, as a white Sox fan, I don't want to see the Yankees. I feel like in that series that they had in August with the, um, Field field of dreams game, was an awesome game. But besides that, the Yankees kind of, they kind of wrecked the White Sox a little bit in the following two games. Um, I don't, I don't know if I want to see the Yankees in the playoffs as a Sox fan. But no. then again, the, the whole AL is so stacked that it's like pick your poison. So we'll see. With the Mariners, I, I don't know if I would want to see. Here's the thing. It'd be awesome to see Seattle make it just because they have not made the postseason in 20 years. Mm-hmm. Team wise, though, they aren't like that great. So I would rather have a competitive wild card game between, especially an AL East team. It's going to be <laughs> two AL East teams if if Seattle doesn't make it against each other. Then whoever wins that faces the other AL East team which would be the Rays. And that would be an intense series right there. 
Absolutely. And from a viewer perspective, I want either the Yankees, Red Sox, or Toronto, preferably the Yankees or Toronto. But whoever makes it, man, I here's another thing. I want to see a tie after the weekend so we can get an extra day of baseball. Oh, the tiebreaker game. Play Not a game 163, yeah. Not including the wild card game. I, didn't we just have that a year ago? Mm, a couple of years ago, it was Brewers, Cubs, and then I think Colorado and was it the Diamondbacks? Might have 2018, been. We had and it then, recently. And then the losers of that faced each other, which was Cubs, Rockies, and then the Rockies beat the Cubs. Yeah, they um yeah, that was that was that was like the last chance for the Cubs at that point. So it's possible we will get that though, especially with the way the AL wildcard is already panning out. You have a half game lead um with Boston and Seattle, a full game with Toronto and Boston. It's 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 nuts. It's exciting is what it is. For baseball fans, if you are an occasional baseball fan, Tune in this weekend versus the playoffs. Get an extra weekend ahead because it's going to feel like baseball vibes. Um, obviously, for their opponents, they're already in it, so it doesn't really matter. But you're still going to get some intensity out of it. I mean, if I'm if I'm the opponent, I want you to not make the playoffs. That'd be cool mm -hmm. if my job was to make sure you don't make the playoffs. Yeah, those teams that they're playing, they're going to take it very seriously as well. They would love to play spoiler. The Orioles right now, they're loving it. At the mm -hmm. moment, they could potentially take two of three against the Red Sox. Also, this year, very historical. We've seen Shohei Otani do his stuff. But we've also seen Salvador Perez have the most home runs in a season by a catcher. He uh, broke Johnny, Johnny Bench's record. And also, Marcus Semyon has the most home runs as a second baseman in a year. Really? Yes. I can't even... I'm trying to think of a second baseman that hit for power. Uh, I, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a random guy. I'm, I'm telling you that right now. I will find it. Was it is Chase a, Utley playing second, or was he no, short? No, it's like Dave something. I'll tell you in just a, just a minute. But it is insane. So too many tweets by this guy. September 27th was this. He hit it yesterday. Trying to get there. I know he tweeted it out. I can't, can't really find it. Anyways. Andy Johnson? Oh, Brian he, Dozier. Yeah. Brian Dozier was third. I think yes. Davey Johnson. Is that? Davey Johnson, he... yes. 73 with Atlanta. Hit 43 home runs. Yes. That is it. I guess. Okay. So, sec I mean, second baseman historically don't hit a whole lot. If Alfonso Soriano stayed a second baseman, he would have been up there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Second baseman are normally good, quick guys that are contact people. We're just okay at fielding. Don't normally get power guides at second base. 
And it's kind of funny because Semyon's not a second baseman. He's a shortstop that is playing second base. True. And, that is very true. And if he would have played second base with Toronto, he would have had the most home runs as a shortstop for Toronto. Bo Bichette did that yesterday with his 27th. He uh, beat out uh, who was on their World Series team. I'll find this out. The Blue Jays. He he just beat out their shortstop. Tony Fernandez? No idea, anyways. But, yeah, he had 27, so a lot of records being broken right there. And very historical. But there's also playoff chances being hurt. I don't know if you heard about this. The Milwaukee Brewers, kind of a front runner, not really talked about, but one of the front runners to make the World Series. Why? They're pitching. Mm -hmm. They had Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, out of the pen, Devin Williams, Josh Hader. Josh Hader, no or uh, Devin Williams, no longer playing in the playoffs. He got hurt. Wow. Like this week? Yes. When they won the division, he had a few drinks and he punched the wall. And he broke his hand. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's the most frat thing I've ever heard in my life. Broke his hand celebrating, punching a wall. That's horrible. Their best setup guy, too. Like, he must feel absolutely terrible. Wow. Well, that's going to hurt them. Hopefully, I mean, if they do proceed, because baseball, you get a, a day in between. Are they playing back-to-back? -back? I don't even remember the baseball schedule. Do they play back-to-back -back games if they're home? So, in baseball playoffs, you only get day-offs for traveling. Okay. So, there's a chance... They're probably going to miss him unless he somehow makes it to the World Series. He's getting surgery. Oh it's, oh, it's that bad. Okay. And it, I assume it's his pitching hand. Yep. That's what he punched with. Yeah. A bunch of people yesterday were quoting a movie saying, like, the quote of the movie is like, punch with your glove hand or something like that. Oh, it'd be completely different. Yeah. At least if your glove hand. Broken hand. Yeah. Yep. Wow, that is, that's a bummer for Milwaukee fans. That is definitely a bummer. Um, because we don't know what's going to happen after this season. St. Louis might run the high, hot streak again. and Yeah, they might make a couple signings. Their pitching isn't the best. They could easily, they could sign a starter, I guess. Yeah. Who knows? Yep. Also in injury wow. news, Brandon Belt, probably going to miss a bit of the playoffs, maybe even the entire playoffs. He like fractured his thumb. Oh, no. The captain. <laughs> yeah, he's doing very well. Giants are deep in general. They've had mm -hmm. guys that fill in anywhere. Yeah. But it's tough missing out on a guy like Brandon Belt, who's done so much for their team. For so long. He's been around for a while. So anyways, long story short, make sure you guys tune in. Tune in this weekend. We, we'll be talking about it next week. I think, Healy, we agreed that 
um our we'll end up recording it's it's thursday today next wednesday we should have the playoffs set the wild card games should already be done if not probably the last that wednesday will be the last wild card game um and then we'll give our baseball predictions we'll put it out in twitter world see what you guys think um for our uh our polls and and your predictions as well we're curious to know what you guys think and why yeah we'll put that out there we'll definitely put that out there yeah we're gonna go over our mvp picks for the year i'm still mad that i picked shohei last year and he ended up doing it this year uh go over all that whatever next next week be on the lookout for that not much basketball news this week where we got media day that was about it i think it uh, uh, a remark would be uh, i saw the lakers they posed with anthony davis lebron and westbrook and it formed 360 yeah so i think I that's that cool too. that is pretty cool they got that going on i mean these guys have all three been in the league so long, including Anthony Davis, who I know is a lot younger than all of them, but yeah, he's been in the league. Drafted 2012. Yeah, almost 10 years. So they seem to be having a lot of fun. Westbrook, I don't think I've seen him in the public eye having fun with his teammates like the way he is. I'm not saying that he doesn't go out and bust his ass and isn't the best yeah. player on the court. But he seems to be laughing and having fun and, and, and media day. And there's pictures of them all like kind of laughing and joking. And so it's cool to see him having fun. I mean, he's one of those guys that I think deserves a title along with an, another handful of guys in the league, Chris Paul, so on and so forth. So it'd be kind of cool to see how they compete together. And, you know, they got Rondo there and, and I, I like the team that they have. I think they're definitely the favorite out of the West. I, I can't really imagine another. I mean, Phoenix to me isn't even top four when everybody's healthy. That's just personal opinion. Um, so it'd be interesting to see. And then obviously our Chicago Bulls, we got to see the new look. Um, it's funny because the over under for them is like 43 wins, which to me is kind of wild to say that they're barely going to go over 500. Mm-hmm. Um, I would give them at least 48, 49 wins personally, but We'll we'll leave that for my uh, my parlay, if you will. Um, but and uh, yeah, that, I'm excited for that. I'm definitely excited for the Bulls. I also saw Kevin Durant. He had a press conference. Not going to go over the David Letterman obvious joke question, but there was a a question asked to him, like so, like if your foot wasn't on the line or whatever, you guys end up winning that game. Like he pretty much uh, assumed like they would win the championship. And he like asked him about that. And Durant was like, yo, like even if we did make it, I had to play 48 minutes, three games in a row. Like, I don't know if I would have been able to do it and like win the championship. There's no assuming there. Yeah, we did lose to the champions. Like it felt like a championship series right there. And someone brought up like Harden and he's like, he had a hamstring issue. <laughs> Hamstrings you just don't really recover from. Yeah. And, and it, I thought it, it was good it, on him day, yeah. being like, yeah, like props to the Bucks. Like, I don't even know if we would have, we would have got there. Yeah. I still, I still believe that they would have taken the uh, Phoenix Suns. I, I, I just felt like the Phoenix Suns unfortunately and and i'm not trying to take this away like people kind of like badger me on social media when i say this but they were overrated they 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 were not ready to be in that that light yet 
It just so happened that the Clippers were hurt. The Nuggets really didn't have a squad in the playoffs. They were beat up. No Jamal Murray. And uh, who was their first? Their first series was super easy. Mm. Oh, no, it was the Lakers. Lakers were hurt, too. Yeah. Lakers were hurt. So it's like, and if Anthony Davis played that last game, who knows what would have happened. So Phoenix, yeah, maybe they could have beat a, a tired and hurt Nets team. It's possible, but. I think we all know realistically who we, uh, if we had to put our money on it, who would have won. Um, but that is, that's, you know what? That's good though. That's, I know Durant, I think today's his birthday. Maybe yesterday he just turned 32. Um, for him to go out and say that it's, it's, he knows deep down, like we're, we're about to have another run for the next two years, possibly the team, I would say got better in the off season. Uh, they got one full season in together. So they're going to be tough. They're going to be, the nets are going to be, Easily the team coming out of the East, even though the Bucks just won the championship. So they're one and two right there. Ben Simmons is sitting. I don't know if that's a surprise anymore. Oh, yeah. Like we talked about Ben Simmons sitting. He officially came out and said he is no longer playing and he will forfeit his money. Like he is 100% going with it. It's not a bluff anymore that he's not playing. He's made a lot of money so far. Endorsements, his major contract. And he's super young, too. And he's super young. His first two years in the league, Fresh Lakes, didn't play. He's really only played, what, four full seasons, technically? I could be wrong, maybe five. And for him to sit another... I, I, I personally think, and I just don't know who is... Philadelphia doesn't want to... They don't want nothing in return and i get that but what do you do if you don't pay him technically you can't just go sign somebody because he's on the payroll you got to find him per game he doesn't play so he's still affecting your salary cap it's just a matter of will they eventually say okay we don't need the world in return give us two draft picks future picks give us a solid player in return because you will unload this salary cap by trading him and allow you to hit the free agency this year, which is better than what it was this past season. Few players, actually. Don't know exactly. I remember going over it, but I remember this upcoming free agency is going to be not bad. I think it's worth for them to just unload him for... Except where he's at value-wise. And, like, teams and how they're kind of... Yeah, and that's why they're going to have to accept they can't get a lot for him. He, You saw what he did in the playoffs. Now, granted, he did have some great games where Embiid was out. He put up against Jazz like 42, 43 points. He showed signs in the offseason. Apparently, he can shoot threes. In the regular season, he can't even shoot free throws. I don't know what his issue is. He does have potential, so they do. I would say they deserve the bare minimum, a first-round pick, whether if it's this year, the following year, in two years, they need a first-round pick that's not lottery-protected and a player in return, which obviously they're going to have to get a player because that team's not going to be able to just eat up his salary cap. I don't know mm-hmm. any team that has enough money to just be like, yeah, give me that $35 million guy. So, and they just have to accept that this year is not it. This year is not going to be it. There's no way. Even with but Ben Simmons, it wasn't going to be it. It wasn't going to be it. But who's to say they don't bundle, get a solid draft set, 
a player and use those guys to trade before the, you know, the trade deadline. They can easily be a great team with Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, and if they're able to bundle something together, get another player to pair up in the in 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 the backcourt with um Seth Curry. Seth Curry actually was not bad. I like Seth Curry. He's playing up to the Curry realm if you will of of being a solid shooter. He was pretty good in the playoffs. So I think they just have to understand that it it's it's done and Ben Simmons literally is willing on losing a lot of money and that says a lot. Besides that, I think that's it for NBA news this Besides media day happening, it's October tomorrow. We're about to get preseason games happening. Opening day is coming soon. We catch us at the UC, the United Center. Catch us in Milwaukee. I think, what's what is that, Pfizer? What's the name of the... Uh, yeah, the Pfizer name? Forum. Pfizer Forum. Catch me there. Not even necessarily to watch Bulls games. We're big basketball fans. We'll watch any basketball catch us there i might go to detroit i don't know yet that's kind of dangerous we'll see we'll see (laughs) moving over to the nfl yes there is the bears have officially accepted the agreement to land in arlington they did makes you wonder do you think they are still using this as a tactic for Soldier Field or like to get like a another stadium or do you think they are officially they signed the contract they're, they're just gonna go with this and try to get out of their lease it's gonna be hard to get out of the lease it's a lot of money there's a couple of things that I have read that people have mentioned the NFL apparently has looked into expanding the NFL the that's one aspect. So if they do expand, maybe behind closed doors, there's going to be another Chicago team of some sort. It's possible. We've seen two LA teams, two New York teams, two New York teams. It's possible. It is very possible. And you get this Arlington, which is outside of the city. So it's, it's still close to Chicago. You can still call it the Chicago, whatever. Um, it could be a way, a tactic like they've used before. Reconstruct their lease, their current lease, whatever. They don't necessarily have to move the team there. Or they are going to move the team there and eat, bite the bullet on the lease. But the fact that they finally came to an agreement now draws the interest of people who live in Illinois and Chicago. At least us, we're close to Chicago. Pretty damn close, actually. It makes you wonder, and I'm not even a Bears fan, but it makes you wonder, what is the move? What is the move? We'll find out, obviously. We won't find out probably for another, it could be a couple of years. They're still on the lease, I think, until like 2030. Could be wrong. Yeah, it's it's still way, way, uh, might be 2032. Yeah. I have no idea. It's It might be like a decade left. Mm-hmm. So too long for me, but it's <laughs> it could be it could be anything. It could be anything. It's, it's gonna news, take year, it's gonna take years to build that stadium, regardless. So by the time they get to that point, it might be a point where Soldier Field and the Bears come to a, an agreement to like buy out, or the the agreement 
money wise, it's going to cost way less to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. Could be a four or five year project. And then obviously around there too. So parking lot, which actually they have a pretty big parking lot as it is. So, but it'd be interesting to see what they end up doing. Other news in the NFL. It's not really news, just an update. Tom Brady loses. Tom Brady lost. Is this is this not big news? Tom Brady has gone down to the LA Rams. Uh, I guess this would be our game recap. Yeah. Probably should have started off with the Bears, speaking about the Bears. But we'll go we with the Bucks. <laughs> we could have. I just wanted to get it out of the way that the Rams look pretty damn good. Let's go with the, the good, the bad. My and the Super ugly. Bowl pick, Los Angeles Rams. I tweeted out the other day and at the time, I was like, okay, they started a, the Bucks started to come back a little bit in the game. And then after the, ten, you know, after the Rams kind of held them off, I was like, man, the Rams are a damn good football team. They're scary. They're, they're a very scary team. You add Matthew Stafford to that offense, and it is crazy what that team can do. It's crazy to me. I mean, you have Deshaun Jackson blowing up for over 100 yards on, like, two catches. Haven't seen that out of him in, like, 10 years. Forgot he was even with the team. I forgot he was in the league. <laughs> I saw him going deep four times. I was like, oh, man, Deshaun Jackson. You had Matthew Stafford in the mix, and, you know, their their run game. I think Daryl Henderson was out. He was hurt, but he's coming back. Uh, who else do they have? Sony Michelle? Yeah, they traded for him for Sony Michelle. So he's they got they got a they always have a committee. That's Henderson a running back? He is. All right. Yeah, Daryl Henderson is their running back. He's like their scat. He's he he catches balls out of the backfield. He does a little bit of everything. I actually drafted him in my fantasy league. Um knowing that they're an offense that's gonna pass probably 40 times every game. So even though he's part of a committee. Um, defense looks good. Aaron Donald looks good. The the defensive backs look good. They did give up some big plays. And the thing about the Rams is they will give up big plays. They will be in shootouts, but I don't know a defense that's truly going to completely shut down this Rams offense. I really don't know. That's the risk you take when you put pressure on the quarterback. Exactly. Exactly. Which they do, obviously. Um, they got to, they got, they got to Brady, Brady, he ended up having a good game. Brady has yet to have like a, a bad game. I would quote unquote a bad game. I think he's like top five in fantasy points, which I know that's not the best rate, you know, stat to look at. But I mean, he's putting up the needed yards every single week. He's throwing touchdowns. He's doing his best to avoid getting sacked. He's going to get hit. He's going to throw picks here and there. But I actually Brady an incredible year so far, probably better than he had last year already. Yeah, and I, I, I was talking to a couple people before the game, and they were like, oh, who's going to win that game? I thought for sure, well, my pick was the was the Rams to win. Sorry, I paused. Anthony Rizzo tied up the game, 2-2, the Yankees-Blue Jays game. But yeah, oh, the wow. Rams, they're, it might be an underrated look, but it's so tough for that NL West for the Rams to kind of like dominate this year toughest division or 
you know what I mean. MVP or NFC West. <laughs> I, I knew what you meant. So you see, NL. Converted back to, to baseball there for a second. I do it all the time. Um, yeah, the NFC West is arguably the toughest division. Cardinals are up top right now. They're 3-0, and tied with the Rams. Um, I, I don't... At San Francisco is good. Obviously, they had a heartbreaker of a loss to my Green Bay, you know, given Aaron Rodgers 37 seconds. And then Seattle. Seattle's 1-2 and two so far. And they're always, no matter what, every team, there's no way that another team will be favorited over them by more than a touchdown. Yeah. Maybe a field goal. Touchdown at the most, like 6.5. And that says a lot about the division. You can't say that for any other division in the league. Go to the NFC North, Bears, Minnesota, Detroit. All three of those teams have been underdogs already. Green Bay was an underdog against San Francisco, technically. Go to the East, NFC East. We don't have to talk about the NFC East. We already know. It's been ongoing issues there for the last, I don't know how many years. The NFC South is pretty interesting because Carolina is undefeated. They've literally only given up 30 points on the whole season. Their defense has been pretty damn good. And they're ahead of Tampa right now. Tampa and New Orleans are two and one, but still, again, some of those teams are underdogs. AFC South, AFC East, AFC West. AFC West is pretty good. I actually like the AFC West a lot right now. Um, but that just says a lot about the NFC West right there. They're going to have top tier offense and pretty damn good defenses all around. Seattle gives up big, big stats, but again, Seattle also has a pretty good offense to, to keep up with it. Aaron Judge just went back to back, so the Yankees are leading now. Ooh, that's big time. That's big time. Other games we wanted to to highlight: the Raiders three and zero, the Broncos oh. are three and zero as well. Same division. Who would think? But it's more impressive for the Raiders because they have beat three teams that have won ten games or more last year. The Dolphins, yeah. which I forgot they won 10 games. They beat the Ravens. And then week one, they play. Well, week, week one was Baltimore. That was that overtime game. Okay. Yeah, week, yeah, yeah. Week two was Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I got my weeks mixed up. They, I don't even know. I'm like kind of speechless right now because I don't know if I'm sold on the Raiders yet. Like Pittsburgh has been t- a very tough team to watch so far. Miami, they did go into overtime. Miami had a chance to win the game. They are on their backup quarterback. Baltimore technically shouldn't have fumbled in overtime and won the game. So I don't know if I'm sold yet, but surprise nonetheless. I mean, the fact that they are undefeated against these teams says a lot. Because Derek Carr has been a wild card type quarterback for I don't know how many years now where you're like he's good but then you're like oh my god he sucks but he's good and now they have a okay okay defense I'd say is doing pretty well um Gruden's doing a good job with this team collectively I would say Gruden definitely should get a lot of credit there um they do have a tough one coming up here against the Chargers the, which obviously Chargers are another team in the, in the division in the AFC West which is pretty loaded um, as you mentioned, the Broncos are three and zero as well. Their defense has given up only twenty six points in three games. 
shut out the Jets in their last game. Gave up 13 against Jacksonville, only gave up 13 against the Giants. I would say they've had a pretty easy schedule so far. They face Baltimore this upcoming week. I think you and I both agree Baltimore should win that game, but we'll see. Defenses matter. Defenses yeah. matter. The Lions almost beat Baltimore. They did. If it wasn't for a 66-yard field goal. Oh, my gosh. What a kick. It was a doinker. It wasn't a double doinker in like Chicago got. It was a doinker. It was more than enough. Just enough, let's say. Bounced over. Set a new record. Justin Tucker. Yeah, MVP he was. fantasy kicker like every year. Greatest kicker of all time. Don't want to go that far. He, uh, he was practicing 60 yarders before the game and making them pretty easy. He, I saw a replay and like someone mentioned it. He did like a little hop before he kicked the 66 yarder, try to get a little more oomph in it. So that helped him out. Uh, also, before that kick, he was, he made 49 field goals in a row, which pretty good. I was like, all right, they showed this statistic. It's going to end. No, he wanted 50. He took number 50. And also, in the final minute of games, he is now 16 for 16. Wow. Butch. That is literally, that is what defines the good from the best. The best from the good. There's been games where Goskowski, uh, Vanderjack, Vanderjack was considered one of the best. Vinatieri is considered one of the best. But there's been games where they weren't that clutch. Most of the time they were. Most of the time they were. That's what made them great. Justin Tucker, undeniably the GOAT of kicking. And he still has a lot of years left. Kickers usually do. More baseball updates. Glaber Torres hit a home run. Is now 5-2. <laughs> Robbie Ray, what a blow-up inning. He is going to be taken out. Sorry to be going back and forth with this, but it's a huge weekend, and the, the Yankees are looking to clinch that playoff spot. Not They wouldn't clinch, but they're definitely a highly secure spot going into the weekend. Like we said, folks, it is a wild race in the MLB this weekend. Definitely tune in. Um, besides that, the only other game I really want to highlight is Green Bay. And the San Bears? Francisco. Oh, yeah, we still got to talk about Chicago. You know what? I don't know why it's on the back burner. I think it's because of how bad it was, and I feel like it's yeah. not a true testament to Justin Fields. Let's talk mm -hmm. about that. Let's talk about that. One, because before we get into it, Today on ESPN, Stephen A. Smith, I know it's, this is what they want. This is why they do it, and this is why these guys make millions, why they're on TV. Stephen A. Smith on his show today had a segment, should Justin Fields start, like, parting ways with Chicago and, like, get it out? That was, the, that was a topic. But why is that's, that a take? Oh well, they do that. They do. It's stupid they, they make stuff. they that's... make millions. That's why. Yeah. And we were talking about it right now. That's that's why because people talk about it. Gets people to go to the show to watch it and it's see those like, insane takes. It's like the stupid commercials. You always remember the stupid commercials. 
It's like the berries and cream commercial. Nobody ever forgets the berries and cream commercial. <laughs> yeah. So Def. I we both watched the game. We both had our opinions on the game. I think, you know, when we were texting back and forth, we both agreed. Where's the adjustments? Why is the play calling still the same? Why does Matt Nagy continue to keep taking the play calling back? Does he think something's going to change this time around? You have a complete different quarterback behind center for this game. You have a guy who's very capable of scrambling, throwing on the run. The pocket is collapsing in a half second because Miles Garrett is a freak of nature. He's glitching across the line. And you make no adjustment to that. You're not even, and this is, and, and again, a lot of Chicago fans, it was, oh, Mitch Trubisky, Mitch Trubisky, Mitch Trubisky. I know Mitch was making bad throws, but you got to remember, the, he's a mobile quarterback. Where is the mobile quarterback? I can watch any game and watch Aaron Rodgers scramble. Even against San Francisco, as recent as Sunday, he did it. You can see Josh Allen. You can see Pat Mahomes. I mean, almost every quarterback in the league who is a bit mobile is scrambling and throwing on the run. Justin Fields, granted, he didn't have a lot of time. That did kill them. But the play calling just was so lackluster, and it's it was almost like play calling for if you had Andy Dalton behind at QB. You don't. And, and it makes you wonder, was Mitch Trubisky the problem, or was it? Matt Nagy. I think it's Matt Nagy at this point. And I think, I think everybody thought he was going to get fired and Ryan Pace was going to get fired in the offseason. No, let's bring him back for another run. We're going to make a huge splash in the draft. We're going to get Justin Fields. But we're going to keep the same BS out there, a.k.a. Nagy. And so at this point, you're not setting any of your quarterbacks up for success. You're not setting up your team for success in the working environment of careers, of any field, when your team is not set up for success, who do you fire? Manager, the coach. I don't care that the pocket was collapsing. You have done nothing well. Your defense kept you in the game against Cincinnati that you almost blew. The route combos are terrible. The wide receivers. are horrible. And the thing is, they have talented receivers. I love Darnell Mooney and Allen Robinson as a duo. I think Robinson that's a good duo. has 50-something yards through two games. Or should, three. Should not happen. Should not happen. That's a lot. And the run game is not bad. David Montgomery, you, he should be able, with how he's running, the pass game should be open. Yeah. But it's not. The Bears actually played Cleveland well in the first half. They shut them down twice on back-to-back drives on fourth down. Sacked the quarterback, set Baker Mayfield twice. It hurts that their draft picks are on the IR for the O-line, but still. Still. The game plan has been terrible. The offensive line, terrible. Justin Fields had no help out there, and he was just eaten alive. And now they aren't even announcing who's going to start, which is fine. I get it. You don't want to announce it. You want there to be some competition. The fact that Nick Foles is in consideration to start. Exactly. Exactly. This is the game at home against Detroit. Play Fields. It's a worse team. Let them 
he broke the ice already. He got his ass kicked. Give him a chance against a lesser team to rebuild his confidence back. He already killed his confidence with that horrible play calling. Let him do his thing against Detroit. Detroit, again, is not a bad team. They are 0-3, but they're not a bad team. Let him play. At this point, with what you've shown, your team has no business even being in the playoffs. But there's a chance. If you let Justin Fields play, let him let him play. I just don't know how else to say it. Unless you truly don't want him to get hurt, then just come out and say Andy Dalton's the starter. Nick Foles should not be in, in, in the topic of discussion because Andy Dalton was managing the first two games. And the schedule doesn't get easier after this. They face the Buccaneers and I think the 49ers after this week. It, it gets rough. It gets rough. They have, don't they have like the Raiders as well at yep. some point? And it's eventually they have Green Bay twice. It's not going to be an easy schedule. It's not at all. But like Cleveland is a very tough team. That's a tough game for Justin Fields. Mix it with the bad play calling with no O-line. Let him get his redemption. He might have a breakout game against Detroit and all of a sudden he finds his mojo. Maybe, maybe not. With that being said, got a few games on slate for this weekend. It's Thursday right now. Jacksonville's up on Saturday. Talk about Green Bay. Did we? Oh, we didn't even talk about no. Green Bay. No. Green Bay, game-winning field goal. Why? Here's why. They blew the game. <laughs> they let San Francisco come back in the second half. San Francisco actually played a very well... Let's say a very good second half of football. Packers were dominating at one point. I don't want to say dominating. They were up two scores most of the game. Garoppolo does his thing. 49ers take a late lead. 37 seconds left in the game. Who other than Aaron Rodgers would you trust to drive the team down with no timeouts? Nobody. Two passes to Devontae Adams, who surprisingly stayed in the game after a helmet-to-helmet hit. Hopefully he's okay. Get the ball, spike it. What was on your? I thought that I I I didn't count them out. I had a weird feeling they were gonna win because thirty seven seconds from the twenty five for thirty, anything could happen. You know the biggest mistake by the 49ers at right there at the end of the game, the kicker destroyed it through the back of the end zone instead of kicking it where the Packers had to take it and waste a and few waste seconds off. six seconds or something. Yep. I, and I end up that back too. at the 25. Always want them to return. I guess they're worried about a return, but don't they realize who the, the chances who are playing? way smaller than that? Yeah, exactly. The average return is just around the 25. It, let's say they started the 28. They started the 22. The variance is it going to make it different? There's six last seconds on the clock. Exactly. And you gave Aaron Rodgers more time, who has proven to be probably the most clutch quarterback in the history of the game when there's like a minute or less left. And he got two passes off. Devontae Adams was open on one, but it was still a tough pass because there was a 49ers player over the top and underneath. Granted, he had like a six, seven yard distance, but... For him to do that, it was great. Devontae Adams' hands are like second to none, maybe to DeAndre Hopkins. But, and then Crosby. Crosby's hit like 
almost 30 in a row. He's hit like 38 of 40 over the last couple of years. He's hit like 27 in a row or something. So that was pretty good. I mean, Rodgers was confident, but on the sideline, it looked like he was pooping bricks. And it was the first time this year where I've seen Rodgers actually show positivity, excitement. Not just like Frank Gallagher from Shameless. He actually looked like that. He had that fiery, like fist pump. Once that tone gets set for Aaron Rodgers, it's smooth sailing. Has been in the past. First game was a fluke. He even said it himself. So I'm excited. I'm excited as a Packer fan. All right, now. I was going to say Green Bay does have a uh, Pittsburgh this week. We'll see what ends up happening there. I don't think Pittsburgh's too difficult um, with the way Big Ben's been playing. The Bears have Detroit. A couple of the other games I'm looking forward to, just looking at it right now. I think the biggest game is going to be potentially of the year. Arizona Cardinals against the LA Rams for first place in the division. Two of the most firepowered offenses. Both defenses have been good all year. I'm excited for that. Kyler Murray, Matt Stafford. That's my game of the week. Yeah, no doubt about that. And we get to see if the Cardinals are legit because we kind of wrote off the Cardinals. We picked three teams from the NFC West making it, and it was Seattle the Rams and uh, the 49ers we didn't include and, the Cardinals in any of our playoff pick. And that's only because of the division, any other division, the Cardinals would at least be yeah. in the playoffs. I think, Oh, no doubt. They got to play I, the, the teams in their division six times. So, so this game, so Cardinals are the underdog. They're giving the Cardinals three and a half point spread. Offensively, Cardinals are second overall. Defensively, they're 11th. On the, for the Rams, they're 13th on the offense. Defense is 20th. This is just based on, if I'm not mistaken, points. Um, Cardinals on paper, so far through the season, is the better team. But I still think the Rams... It's tough to run away from Aaron Donald. So we'll see. Both defenses do occasionally give up big plays, big yards. I think the over-under on this game, do they even have the over-under? I don't even see the over-under on this game. It's got to be at least 55 and a half. Um, let's see. I don't see the over-under on this, which is odd. I have a feeling it's 55 and a half. 54 and a half. I was almost there. So 54 and a half. I'm going to take the over on this one. There's no way. Even if there's a bad half, I'm still predicting. Uh, like first half is going to be at least 17, 13, 21, 17, something like that. Second half, fourth quarter is going to be a shootout. Um, there will be turnovers in the game, but I feel like it's going to be a lot of passing to where there's going to be. It's a lot of downtime, so I'm expecting them to be at least at like a 58-point range to 60, if not more. Mm-hmm. The one game, if you decide to watch a game this week, though, has to be not the game of the week, as we just went over, but the one game you have to watch, luckily it's Sunday Night Football, Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against 
<laughs> the New England Patriots. I see Tom Brady going back to New England. Also, first time facing New England. Second, he's 68 yards away from breaking the all-time passing record. Luckily, Drew Brees is out of the league. They can stop passing each other, and he can fully take possession of number one. Right I'm excited there. for that game. I think that Tampa Bay is going to destroy the Patriots in New England. Um, It's going to be a it's a big deal for Tom Brady simply because that is where his heart is. I mean, it always will be where his heart is, you know, yeah. with, with that that city, that stadium, that team, um, Belichick. So it's definitely going to be a fun game to watch. Hopefully Mac Jones comes out and does better than what he's been doing in the first three weeks because he is literally playing like a typical rookie quarterback, which there's no problem with. He's young first year. It'd be, it, it's going to be interesting to see what type of schemes they throw at Tom Brady. It'd be cool to see him throw an interception, but also on the other end, break the record and maybe throw four touchdowns to Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, Rob's also making his return to Tampa or uh, to New England. Yep. So that that actually, I know it's not game of the week, but it's a, it's a must. It's a must see. It's definitely a must see game. He's got to get a standing ovation. Yeah, it's a historical honey game. Boo, honey boo him. Yeah. How many more years is Tam, uh, Tom going to be in the league? Just like a history standpoint, you have to. Uh, will he ever play again in, in Foxborough? Probably not. They don't play them every year, so. No. It'd be interesting to see. Definitely tune in. Be on the lookout, too. This past week, I did not post my fan duel, which I should have because I scored like 170. No cap. Be on the lookout for that. I'll post that early Sunday. Compare it to what you guys do if you guys don't do FanDuel. If you guys are interested, I'll give you guys a code. Let me know. I'll post it on Twitter. Um, definitely make sure you are following us regardless on Twitter, Instagram. Definitely Twitter. And uh, soon we'll be on TikTok. Be on, be on the lookout for that as well. We, we got yeah. some things up our sleeves. First couple of TikToks going up tomorrow. Was yes, was going to be planned today, lookout. but I had stuff going on. So I'd definitely uh, tune in next week. Baseball predictions, more NFL, more NBA as we get closer. This is a good year. Good time yeah. of year, I should say. Next week's a huge baseball episode. For anyone curious? There will be the other sports, but it will be minor discussion. As always, right. SR Only Pod. I follow myself at the Healy Six. I'm iGoose with four O's. Hit that follow button, like, subscribe, download. Get to it.